0: Today I am doing Ask Sam and today I am helping all those people missing good old Jason Witten and his morning live. So today I thought I would uh, try and be Jason for just around 15 minutes to help everyone uh, with their... I guess loss aversion to not hearing from Jason. He's actually um doing some pretty cool things at the moment. He's uh running around doing uh some coaching. Yeah. The great man is doing some coaching. So uh if you're missing him, you I think he'll be back tomorrow. Morning Allison. Thank you for tuning in. Today I'm uh stepping into the shoes of the great Jason Witten, and uh, certainly trying to uh, run a play for people today. Um, so certainly my skill set, if you like, is uh, more yabbering along rather than using the pen. But as they say, the pen is uh, mightier than anything. So wanted to sort of talk about time in the market today and talk about something which happens to a lot of investors which i refer to as the flat line so as you probably uh as you're probably across it you know when we look at the marketplace there's certain properties that are skyrocketing in value and then there's other properties which are you know, softly going up in value and you get these kind of value extremes in the marketplace. And for many property investors, because uh, of price points that quite often property investors buy within, they're sort of buying in that sort of get going marketplace. Quite often what you see with more expensive properties, people have got to trade in to push the values up. So you often see that with property investment. So, um, quite often with property investment, because a lot of people are buying for 600000 dollars, that marketplace is kind of lumbered in almost with the first homeowner market a lot of the time, and it's like people coming to that marketplace really uh, are using cash or equity. Whereas opposed to sort of that million dollar plus marketplace, generally people getting in there have a trade in. So they're, they're flipping something, they're selling one property, they're moving, they're upgrading. So you generally see this kind of correlation of, of sort of, uh, you know, more growth in higher price points. And so what happens to a lot of property investors? Now, this is me being Jason. um we we have a little starting point right and if you like we're going to go up this ladder and for many property investors the end point is really the asset uh, the asset doubling if you like in value so we want we want to start we want the asset to double and we need about 15 years to go on this journey what happens to a lot of people is they get to really uh they get to this point, which is what I call the flat line basically uh so basically what happens is their their asset, if you like um doesn't uh they people start to question whether what is going on with the asset you know I've only made a hundred thousand dollars or my asset you know, is is stagnated but the rest of the market is flying along and quite often you compare um, what you've bought to many people who perhaps are uh, part of that upgraded marketplace. So what happens is a lot of people then uh, end up in this place where they get sort of spat out of the real estate market. They start. They get to a flat line period and really the asset, if you like, and the person start to make a decision. Should they keep going and uh, wait it out or should they take a loss or just move the asset for, you know, um, a can of Coke, so to speak? So this happens to a lot of property investors. They get to this sort of period where I guess you would call it like a flat line. And one way to kind of consider the flat line, if you like, let's call this the flat line, is we need to know whether our asset is going to keep moving or indeed it's actually going to get stuck. The best way to understand that is when we think about real estate as, a, as an investment vehicle, uh, generally we're buying an investment that someone is going to see value in into the future. We're exchanging money today for more money later on. And so quite often if we're going to see our asset continue to bubble along, it's the sophistication of the market Basically, identifying that what we have is valuable. And quite often, in our first five years of owning real estate, the market doesn't necessarily see what we own as sophisticated. We've bought something relatively inexpensive in the market because we're using the rental return to hold the asset. And after a period of time, we start to go, well, is this really actually working? And what I often see with investors is they've done the hard work. You've got the asset. Now you've just got to keep going. And a lot of property investors start to question whether their asset is actually sophisticated enough to keep going. Now, this is a really good question because there are some indicators which will tell you whether you've bought an asset which is sophisticated enough to keep going. Certainly, I see the flatline effect occur and some properties actually are not sophisticated enough to keep going and they tend to start to go down in value. So, they, you hold them for a period of time. They don't resonate with the market and then really the only place for them to go is down. So how can we tell the difference with what we're holding? And for me, you know, I've been through this emotionally. I've been through this also with, um, uh, you know, assets I own. I've uh, had assets which I've questioned their sophistication Lo and behold, seven more years holding them. They've gone on to make a million dollars. So, how do we know where we're at when it comes to is our asset going to keep being appealing to the market, or is it going to start to, to decline in appeal? So, for me, what I what I'm always looking for is investment in the area, and also stock coming to the area. Now, what you'll often find with your assets is because you bought them at a period of time, say down here, and now you're re-examining them, let's say, five years later or seven years later. Actually, what happens is over a period of time, there is sophistication improves for people so people's viewpoints change all of a sudden you know there's the iPhone 14 and the iPhone 15 so it's an interesting place to be because here you're buying something that you're hoping someone will actually like and the appeal of the asset will continue to improve. That's the point of doing a long-term strategy. You're buying something that gradually actually improves and at some point, the sophisticated marketplace will come in and really pay more for it. So what you kind of see is almost like the tailwind of capital growth can often be far greater Than the initial hit of capital growth. So, by way of example, uh, the property, for example, that I recently made a million dollars out of, I bought it in 2011. By 2013, it had done zero. By 2015, it was probably up about $200,000. By that point, I was like uh I was like, well, happy, but I was also questioning, is that it? Is that end? By 2021, the property had uh risen another eight hundred thousand dollars. That eight hundred thousand dollars, around seven hundred thousand dollars of that was all in one year. Okay. So in in real estate, we often call that mean reversion. But what had happened is I bought an unsophisticated property in 2011. And by 2021, the market finally paid me for what it was. All of a sudden, it made sense to the marketplace. So what can happen is we can buy assets which stagnate or flatline. And then uh, if we don't know there is stock coming to that market that is improving the value of that area, then uh, we can often not, I guess, comprehend what uh, is about to happen in the future. So sometimes new stock coming into the market is a leading indicator for future gains, so let's say we own a property here for five hundred, but we can see the new stock coming to market over the horizon is six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now we only bought five years ago at this point, so our stock is very comparable to the new stock coming through the system. Our value today may only be 550. So we're questioning the flat line effect. We're going, well, we've only made $50,000. Is that it? But we can see the level of sophistication is continuing to improve. Where this starts to struggle is when you get a marketplace where there is no improvement. On price, where there is no stock coming through the system, uh, pushing the envelope of value up and up and up, and quite often I've uh, I've certainly um, had the flat line effect, where particularly in um, some regional marketplaces, when when there is no future investment in those marketplaces, there is no um sophistication coming into the marketplace and really your asset starts to decline in value and I've I've certainly had that so obviously when we think about where we where we are in the market today one could say we're you know we're at a boom period and what has happened to a lot of property investors is they've had an asset which is basically uh, been on either side of the flat line effect. Some people might have bought an asset for $400,000, you know, five years ago. And today after the boom, it's now uh, only still worth $400,000. What happened during that five years, their property might have gone down to $300,000. The boom has bought them back to where they are today. Other people have assets at $400,000 today, which are now, you know, $500,000. So what next? What next? Now we are finally at a point where we are going from boom to actually boom recovery, which is, uh, which is what we want as a property investor. So the best way to understand the boom was we had five years of no growth. And now we had really one big year of uh, five years worth of growth. So what can happen in real estate is after a boom, you can have a slide, then a trough, then you can have a bottom then you can have a recovery. Then you get sort of like a hot market and then you have a boom again. A little bit different this time as to where we're at in the property marketplace. We're actually at a period where we've got a boom, but we're actually now uh, recovering from the burst of the boom. And we're now going into a place where we're more going to get Growth of sort of 5% per annum on assets, 6%, which is what we actually want in the real estate marketplace. We want this sort of good, moderate level of capital growth rather than periods of total stagnation of no growth and then one big year of capital growth. And that's called mean uh, reversion. So interesting where we're at at the moment in the marketplace. A lot of property investors probably are here at the moment in this kind of, I might draw this again. This is why Jason's really good at this stuff. I'm not very good at actually uh, using these bloody. So here we are. And the ultimate is the double. Our starting point and the loss. We are probably all at this point at the moment when it comes to how we view our assets. We're in this kind of middle bit, which is the hardest bit to beat. And again, I think when you look or analyze your assets, you potentially are about to see even more capital growth as the sophistication works its way down from the top to this kind of middle section of where your probably your asset is today because when you started out buying assets you bought you um, quite often as a property investor spending 400 500 and the trade up market is spending 1 million 2 million Uh, that kind of money. So there, people who trade up, sell something here, they've made some money out of and uh, invested here. And because they're investing it here, they've just, there's just more money pours into this kind of funnel, if you like. Because most of us invest here, and the reason we do that is because of affordability, but also the rental return. We don't want to Here, you know, you might buy a million dollar asset or a two million dollar asset and only get seven hundred dollars a week. Here, you might buy a five hundred thousand dollar property but get, you know, five hundred dollars a week. It's kind of the logic of, of, uh, of a yield uh, uh, balancing out. So we need all these uh, people eventually to come and pull us up. They're only going to pull us up if we have sophisticated assets which have been parked uh through a period of time. And this is very much what happened to me um, in a recent property. It was unsophisticated. It was cheap when I bought it. Um by 2021, it was considered sophisticated by the market. And all of a sudden, they were they were seeing it as a trade-up. So think of it that way. You are buying a non-trade-up here, and you get stuck quite often here, but you need someone to trade and want it later. And uh, quite often that's the that is uh, time in the market place. So I don't know how I went doing a Jason Witten, um, scribbling around, but, uh, Hey, thanks for listening to me today. And, um, hopefully there were some insights into where you are today. Just, uh, one good way to analyze real estate. I might leave you with, with this so you can, um, really start to work out where your portfolio is. Okay. So, um, so when it comes to valuation, the good way to understand whether you're going past the flat line, remember there's a flat line, you can go below it or you can go above it in sophistication. First method of valuation is direct comp. Now, direct comp, a direct comparable is quite often what you will use. It's, it's known as like for like. So when you do a desktop valuation, for example, they will do this. They will say, well, you've got a four-bedroom property. This is what the other four-bedroom properties in the neighborhood sell for. So that is quite often how we perceive where we, we are today in the marketplace. However, there is another method of valuation known as summation and summation is basically the uh replacement value now, if you were to go and look at your portfolio, you will notice that the replacement costs for your asset let's say you bought a property for four hundred thousand direct comps, comps i don't know let's just call it five hundred thousand you may actually see the replacement or oh, replacement cost for your asset is actually $600,000. And as long as there's assets coming into the market around that replacement cost, even though you are sitting here from a direct comparable point of view, you're actually looking over the horizon. And when you look over the horizon and can't see replacement costs actually improving, you've probably got an asset which maybe uh, we should all have a closer look at and potentially offload. And I've certainly got one. I've got one which basically using the same logic, uh, you know, $400,000, The replacement cost is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The valuation here is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The direct and summation. Excuse my spelling. So you can see when I look at this asset that I own, um, I am now stuck. I've got. Uh, I've got no sophistication of the demand coming through replacement value for my asset is is not improving and the direct uh, comparables obviously are the direct comparables so in this case I, I am going back to the flat line and I can see for that asset really it is not it is not in a good good place it's not where it should be. And I now need to make a business decision. Do I sell the asset or uh, hold on? And and really, when I start to see, for example, this, I can tell that it's going to be years before I get anywhere with that asset. So it is flatlining and it is going to stagnate. And uh, for me, I'm... a kind of property investor which doesn't mind making a loss to create more opportunity but not everyone can mentally handle that kind of stuff um so you know the best way to do that is just stick out at at more time but you can see um the polar opposite for other properties i own is the flat line of uh today the asset let me choose, uh, yeah, one asset today is six hundred thousand dollars in my head. New assets coming into the market are seven hundred thousand um, dollars. and if I was to do direct com- comparable, it's probably six fifty. If I was to use summation, it's seven hundred, so I know I'm going in the right direction. okay? All right that's it for jason whitten today um i hope you understood me because to be honest i don't use the pen and i was a bit nervous so how did i go was i okay um all right Uh, i might leave it at that um before i uh before i do something even more stupid thanks for listening guys you have a great day